Hello and welcome to the first Project Umbrella podcast audio commentary. We know at least two people who have been requesting this. So <laughs> due to that public pressure, we feel... One of them was you. That, one of them was me, that's right. We feel that uh, it's only appropriate that we sit and endure for some, or enjoy for others, the first Resident Evil film released back in 2002. So myself is here as Neptune, we've got Rombi, we've got Batman, and we've got Stars Tyrant. Oh, yes. And uh, all with varying opinions, I feel. It should be quite a balanced discussion. So uh, if anyone wants to join in, put on the film. We're watching it from the, from the US version and the PAL DVD slash blue version. And if you want to follow us, we've paused it at the moment on where it says Constantin Film Present. So if you get that in there and then we will do a little countdown, then you can all hit play and then you can listen to our uh, insightful commentary about this uh, Forgotten classic. Your mileage may vary. I'm going to do a five-second count, or a three-second countdown. Let's not build the anticipation too much. And then we will crack on. So, three, two, one, go. Here we go. All right. So, for the, for the record, everybody, this is about um, 15 years since I last saw this. I saw it at the cinema, uh, and I hated every minute of it. Look, confidential, confidential report. report, another another link to the canonicity oh, of God. I have to admit, this this opening is a pretty good way to describe what Umbrella is, at least as far as the film version goes. I have to say, like, going into the cinema, I was so excited, and I was immediately cut down in my prime by the opening of this credit, where it said at the beginning of the 21st century. Yeah. And I was like, oh no, it can't fit with Resident Evil 2. I think, I think we as nitpickers at the time, because we didn't want this film to exist, we were literally just picking everything. You know, the fact, oh, it's not 1998 then. You know, we yeah. even were critiquing it down to that kind of level. I to be honest, the modern, the modern logo. Back in 2002, I was I wasn't actually uh, a massive hated enemy of Paul Anderson. I thought his work on Mortal Kombat and Event Horizon mm. were quite good. So I was actually when I first heard he got the director job for this, I was quite looking forward to it. Do you want to know what the big differences between those films and, the, and this film or this film series really is? That he didn't write those two films. Mm. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So here, here we are, the first scene of, uh, Umbrella, uh, of Umbrella Corporation, live in the flesh, so to speak. And it's the first bastardization, isn't it? Because yeah, the... Dark Side Chronicles and Orc remodeled William Birkin's lab based on this scene. I and do don't have... they get the virus colors mixed up? Isn't the, isn't the T-virus the wrong color? Isn't it blue and the antivirus green or something? Yes, there's the T-virus. Um, that that design of the um, virus container though is very stylish. Like it's become yep. such an iconic image, and I think it's one of the the coolest things in this movie. Actually, I'm not I'm not I'm not exaggerating. It's, 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 it's the daylight shooter from Outbreak. It's not. It is. I like that. I like that's pretty cool. Oh, there we go. He's throwing the cask. And your instant clue here that we're dealing with the Code Veronica variant of the T-Virus. <laughs> the airborne one. <laughs> so there, that's a nice, we got a, big that's clue. nice. we got a big clue as to who it was but the fact we saw the coat and then we you know, see him <laughs> walking around. It's not really hiding much suspense. Thank you. I, I think the thing that's frustrating is that it's, it, the direction is not terrible. It's actually quite slick in places. Well, this is the thing I was saying. Like, as a director, Anderson's actually pretty good. Uh, it's just his writing and com- combined with his directing is not as 
great. Oh, dogs, dogs. I thought it was quite I'm... cool to see to see not you know because uh, you know you never really see it in the games how what what Umbrella was doing before you know in, in normal life before infection. Um... I, I really like the idea that this we, we've obviously find out later on this is an underground lab, but they, you, you think it's a building because they have this um, like scenery outside and so forth, and they're trying to trick you into it. But I feel like that could have been played on quite a bit. Um, yep. With yep. the lab, but they don't they don't bother keeping that bruise up. It's basically becomes the mansion lab, the hive as this now becomes. I have to say, Red Queen's a bit slow on the uptake with the T-virus detection. She seems to take a good couple of minutes. I think she wants people to be infected intentionally. That's my guess. Like, once it's out oh. there, she lets, lets it sink in before. Cover up the rabbits. But it's enough time for, uh, what's his name, to get to the... Spence, to get to the... Uh, oh, don't ruin it! Spoilers! Track. Spoilers! <laughs> I'm sure, Quite well, they I'm have sure guard people dogs, listening uh, to this, listening to this have, uh, have seen this movie before. If you've not, then I don't know why you're listening to us. Unless you've decided never to watch this movie until we decided to do this. I'm pretty sure she's from Casualty, if I remember correctly. <laughs> I'd imagine this was probably filmed in the UK, was it? I think it was filmed in Germany, actually. I was going to yeah, comment yes. on that. That's one of the, one of the good, other good things about this film is the production design, and that's simply because they used actual... They used like an underground railway thing in Germany. And, yeah, uh, it was disused underground station, wasn't it? I think. Oh, that's, it was brand new. It was brand was new. Paul and, brand, yeah, hadn't even opened yet. Yeah. That's Paul Anderson's sister, I believe. Is it? Is it no fire! No they were the fire. Easter eggs. This is uh, like your well, very own IMDb guide to, to to listen along, guys. That's a good show. I can sense the excitement in your voice, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just think this whole introduction is great. I do have to admit, this as an intro scene to uh, what would be a horror movie is actually pretty good. Um, and it, it's interesting to see that over the years, Paul Anderson went on, he, he grew a real love for slow motion, which um, doesn't exist in this sort of era, era of his career. This film has very little it, of that in Very little, yeah. It's a couple of action sequences have it. Um, I'm just thinking mostly of the dog kick and so forth. Uh, yeah, quite he why definitely was influences on his sleeve. Yeah. So Red quite Queen's trying to kill them all to stop them from leaving and spreading the T-virus. Is that right? And the emergency brake kicks in, yeah. I think, well, at this point I'm not sure if she's trying to kill them or she's just trying to keep them as close to the no. Hive, because they're going to die in. anyway. There you go, all she, infected now. But she sets off the Halon system to kill them all, doesn't she? Yes, that's what I mean. Like she's trying to keep them. Here we go. Yeah. I like the mortality decrease rate. It's quite a little. You like, oh, There's no. a lot of good information. I think that overlay is really cool. I do actually. Um, I remember doing a we, me and um, uh, Rami did a web site for the movie. Um back when we thought it might be okay um but he managed to get there was an early there's another bit of a interesting there, there was a copy of this that leaked early on the internet which was not particularly great at the time but it was good for us because we had an idea of what the graphics look like and overlays and so forth so we used that as the base huh. this bit always amused me because oh, this, this is ridiculous they're, they're peeking through going oh blimey it's all doom and gloom 
Yeah, got to get out of the building. Yeah, and then this and then this bright spark goes. It's all right. I can I can I can squeeze. No, you can't squeeze through that, love. I mean, look at that. You can barely fit a poodle. <laughs> oh yeah, no shit, no shit. You're stuck. Yeah, I don't believe it. Um, I'm I'm just going to rattle on about a little bit about background with this as well. This is pretty obvious what's going to happen. Um, most people will know this anyway, but um, George Romero, who, who's considered the grandfather of uh, zombie films, was supposed to direct this and he wrote a draft script, which I put on the internet, called about 2000. Um, and the irony is that Anderson talks about this on the commentary and a little bit in the EBK, but he, he mentions Romero's films as an inspiration, which is kind of funny. Um, for people on the internet... Um, who were following the development of this version of the film anyway, the uh, first information we got about it after Paul Anderson was announced was actually through a casting call um, that went on the internet looking for the actors and actresses for this film. And uh, it basically gave the plot away and explained oh, did it. it? <laughs> it was gonna be, yeah, it was going to be a supercomputer and zombies. And everyone was like, what the hell does a supercomputer have to do with Resident Evil? Sure. Well, hit, we're now introduced uh, to Miller. Yes, with an eye shot, which is is a reference to the games, obviously. This is an on, so it, ongoing thematic. She looks uh, very young here, doesn't she? Mm. And she's had a couple of kids since then. I guess it's worth noting this is the movie where they met and uh, went on to eventually be husband and wife. Oh, there you go. Millard. Uh, has had, I think, two marriages to directors. <laughs> Luke, Luke Besson. The other one, one was it? Luke Besson, that's correct. And she's been married to an actor she met on, uh, was it Dazed and Confused? They oh. got a little nulled. They were un, I think they were under 18 as well. Little nip slip coming up there. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Well done, Nick. That's all right. That's all right. And then I thought, oh my god, we're in the mansion. In come the music. See, these, I like these bits, the nice quiet bits. <laughs> we're not much is happening. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a naked girl running around the house. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best bit. No, but where the series goes, this is probably more in line with its uh, roots, isn't it? Mm, Being the, like, lost the... in a haunted house. And the... not knowing what's going on. Because it's amnesia, obviously, based off this. It's Alyssa's Alyssa Ashcroft's dress. This is a bit of a egg, Easter, not Easter egg. This, this doesn't uh, tie up later on in the film. I think they're oh, the signature. Yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. completely different again. Yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. It's a really bad piece of continuity. The um the dress is really interesting because the first ever still they released was uh the the shot of uh, her in the uh, hall the laser hallway, which we didn't know was the laser hallway obviously then. Um, wearing that dress, and everyone was like, "Why is she wearing a dress? This is weird." And who is she? And it was not, uh, it was not uh, very well received. But as I said, like this casting call had already leaked a lot of the information, and people were quite upset about it. There we go. So this is mansion entrance hall, you see. So I was like, "Ooh," yeah, and I was trying, I was trying to tell. This is definitely the mansion room from the first game. And I was like, "It doesn't, doesn't look the same, does it?" And I looked, is that the? I was like, is that the dining room? Is that the ma- is that the no no no? I, I honestly, I had so, so many things going on in my mind the first time trying to connect it up. The the the, the movie doesn't really push much pretense in the way of mystery. 
um, like obviously you wake, she wakes up and she does this note and it's not the same handwriting that she opens a drawer and there's guns and we keep getting this camera position, which tells you that you're still related to the lab because obviously we wouldn't have the same similar camera system unless yep. it was an umbrella facility. So you've, the, the pretense of any mystery is pretty much gone straight away, which unfortunately is another telltale trait of Anderson's writing. What's the uh, Rob? You're watching on Blu-ray. What's the the blue? I'm I'm watching it on DVD. Surprisingly, holding up quite well. What's the Blu-ray quality like? Um, not too bad. A little bit murky in the blacks, but um, it's it's actually a pretty good. uh, It's not a bad. uh, It just depends on what it's shot on and how it's mastered. Yeah, and that's that shot I didn't like when they when they lit up the mansion. I was like, oh, that's not that's not Spencer Mansion. But there we go. The disappointment was creeping in already, you see, at this point, folks. I can hear the others have gone completely quiet because they're like, ugh. I'm just engrossed and just... Engrossed and that's... The worst thing that this all did, and, and like with with regards to the mansion not being the same, was just fending off the people that were trying to call this cannon, saying, oh, it's clearly a different facility in the in the town, and oh... It was just... Well, the forums were painful. Yeah. It that didn't help that Anderson himself was really pushing the idea that this was almost like a prequel. Yeah, um, he did. Yeah, yeah. Which obviously doesn't match up. It's Matt. straight from the first text. It's Matt. Here comes, see, here come, here comes Hunk and his team, the USS. And this is where I just knew it was all going to go wrong because this music and everything was just oh, it's horrible, isn't it? It's absolutely horrible. It's ridiculous that she gets scared back into the house by a gust of wind, and then this happens, it's, and then yeah, she gets yanked in. And, uh, it's, all... it's the helicopter, you can hear it in the background. The music is just ridiculous, you can't even hear the dialogue in the scene. I want your report. Yeah, the music's just really... I have to admit, music being loud aside, the uh, soundtrack uh, was actually pretty ahead of its time. Um, it became a real standard um, thing to have a combination of like a traditional com- composer and a, you know like a electronic dance producer. Um, now it's such a common thing, but back in two thousand two, that was not. What does it say on their um, sleeves? Uh, it doesn't say USS. No, I don't think it it's does. umbrella. I something. I can't quite yeah, it's a chap from James Bond. Oh, it's just sanitation, I think. Um, yeah, I actually quite like the, the, this actor. What's his yeah. name? Yeah. Uh, Colin, Colin Salmon. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's actually quite good. He's done some quite good work in, in U- the UK and British television and that. James James Bond. Yeah, he does that. Yeah, he's good, he's good. Enough. He was in uh, Alien and Predator, wasn't he? Yeah. Alien versus Predator. Yeah, because Anderson wanted to work with him. He... He he did that. I'm going to spoil something. And he did that because he killed off his character in this so quickly. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez back. had a promising career at this time, didn't she? Now she's just exclusively Fast and Furious movies. Pretty much. She um she came off the back of uh, a boxing movie and it was, it was a girl fight or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's meant to be. And that was, I've never seen it. It is a good movie, actually. Yeah, oh, it's really look, good. Look, it's the tra- it's the train from Resident Evil Two. Yeah, but, but they spell the wrong, fucking wrong. thing wrong, don't they? <laughs> yeah, all, all these scenes. Were, yeah, you said mentioned in a um, it's supposed to be uh, five thousand, isn't it? He missed yeah, G because it's <laughs> so bad. It's such a schoolboy error. <laughs> it does look pretty the, good, though. 
It does look good. It looks spot on. All, all these films, these scenes were filmed. Uh, it's under the German Reichstag, I believe. No, see, the, the station uh, was under the station was under yeah, the. Yeah, all brand new. I knew this much. Um, That's cheesy. I uh, don't like the uh, count. The the, uh, the you you guys are complaining about the uh, train misspelling. Actually, it's intentional. It's supposed to be a reference to uh, combining that with um, uh, Alexia Ashford. Oh yeah, because that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Um, (laughs) Yeah, because that's just... I think it's just supposed to be a nod. It's not supposed to be direct. Um, The interesting thing I'm going to say, because we're making a commentary, um, I do think it's worth listening to the commentary by the actors on this uh, movie itself. I did watch this last time I watched this for this article that I wrote um, with the commentary. Uh, uh, They start talking about Grand Theft Auto at some stage and they get told off, (laughs) Um, which is quite (laughs) funny. Because I said not not by Capcom, so which is kind of funny actually. Because at the time, Capcom was actually publishing the Grand Theft Auto games in Japan, so it actually wasn't actually anything bad, um, oh. which is kind of funny. And also, they spend a lot of time uh, Miller and um, Michelle, especially, spend a lot of time talking about random things and going partying in Germany, um, and also um, give oh, I can't even remember the actor's name, the guy that plays Matt, a lot of crap because his motivation, he always wanted motivation for his scenes, and uh, apparently he ate a lot of yogurt, so they keep talking about how his motivation will be yogurt. Um, it's pretty random, but it's one of the funniest uh, random audio commentaries I've actually ever listened to. <laughs> See, and you thought I would be full of useless information about this film. Rob, Rob's just Inside. piling it in. He is, isn't he? The inside of the train looks spot on. Yep. Yeah, the inside definitely is right. Um, I do like the fact that the uh, those poles hung up in the middle is not at all, and the having the fact that they have to connect the electricity is not at all subtle, um, and foreshadowing. Chekhov's gun, <laughs> working its will here. Mm. The giant um, scart leads as well, I might add. Seemingly scart cables can power up. <laughs> just just so nope. many cheap jump scares this film as well. It, you know, the character head pops in and, and makes other character jump. It's just so cheap. But that's the best part of the game, though, isn't it? I mean, there's no, there's no different to a blooming, you know, job, dog, dogs jumping through the windows. If this film had a jump, jump scare on that level, Nick, I would praise it. <laughs> so I guess we Perfioi, should talk. Another, another actually really good actor. <laughs> Absolutely solid. But the, to be fair, I'm I'm the the cast in this is actually pretty good. Um, you know, there's not anyone who uh, who's absolutely terrible. Some of the supporting players who die instantly are, but that's good that they die instantly. Should, should we broach the subject of what Anderson's really biggest reference here is, or biggest inspiration? Sorry, rather is because I know you guys want to talk about it. Aliens. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just so I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit of information that will give you a bit of background about it because I, this is another bit of random trivia that I do know from having to read up about this. <laughs> so one of one of Romero's complaints about why he was let go was that the production company Constantine Films wanted a much more heavier kind of action-y war film than what he was wanting to make. And it seems pretty spot on, actually, in the end, that really what they wanted to do was kind of more of a heavy sci-fi um kind of a team-based thing to add more characters and deaths and so forth. Well, they wanted aliens, um, didn't they, basically? 
Yeah, and that's it. And so you can't really, I, as much as we can say, oh, Anderson really wanted to rob of aliens, I don't actually know if that wasn't just the production company as well wanting that, um, quite simply. Well, I've got a bit of useless trivia for you. Apparently this film is a guilty pleasure of James Cameron. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Where did you find this information out? I read it some oh, it quite a few years ago now. I couldn't actually believe it when I read it, but apparently it's, <laughs> it's a guilty pleasure. He said it in an interview. See, this bit I like. So we're now up to the point of the explanation from Colin Salmon. Um, oh, that's, that, which is all his characters for, sorry to say. But it's, a, it's, a, it's, a nice, it's a nice moment, and it was the first time you kind of seen the schematic of the hive. And for years, for years afterwards, I was pointing out that this, all, all this hive is actually below... Part of it is below Birkin's lab and things like this. And if you look at the, his Raccoon City map and you go, oh, that's the A mansion, maybe the mansion, whatever. And then you're on the same train line as it comes down there. It goes, duh, 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 duh. wonderful, wonderful. And then that comes to the the hive at the bottom. And this is the this is the station where Birkin goes. And the shaft, you see the shaft that goes upwards. If you look carefully, you can see some other bits. And that's Birkin's labs and the water treatment plant. And that little bit that you don't visit. And that, the, that was my that was my theory for donkeys mm. to make it all fit. The, the, like, There's the Birkin's lab. The interesting thing to me as well about that map is that Anderson uses it quite effectively. I think of this movie as a kind of a cheat to get you from a location to a location, but it became yes. a bit of a, a crutch throughout the rest of the films because when he had no ability to have a reason to have those maps, he doesn't know how to transition <laughs> from a scene <laughs> to a scene. <laughs> And it's true. Uh, you go back and watch. I think it's the fourth one. It's the one with the prison. And he, yep. I think there's a couple of times where he just fades to white, or you know, just cuts, and you're all of a sudden in a different place, and you're like, "We're hang on, white what?" You know. Um, whereas he uses these quite effectively to transition. I think. Yeah. Um, Am I it's, right? it's 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 not a bad thing. Am I right in thinking one of these um, operatives is called Spencer? Yeah. It's, it's well, there's Spence. Yeah. Spence. Which is which again, yeah, is a reference to. Spencer. Do we actually uh, learn the names of any of the other characters <laughs> apart from uh, uh, apart from Del Rodriguez? Uh, there's there's what uh, one in yeah uh, DJ was it DJ yeah DJ J- JD and uh, Kaplan the um, tech guy yeah yeah and Rain Rain Rain. Medic. <laughs> the, the the others are just literally medic and like I can't remember they're in the credits as they and. I'm going to throw this piece of trivia out here now because it'll... I, I didn't even realise this. You don't actually hear Alice's name once in this movie. No, you in do fact, not. The only, the only reason you know it's Alice is in the credits. She's credited as Alice. Um, which is a reference to Alice in Wonderland. Which was something I was going to touch on. So Anderson's original script, which there is copies around, which has got an entirely different final act, and he changed apparently based on feedback from Capcom producers. Um had way more very heavy Alice in Wonderland references, which is all about them going into the hive, is going down the rabbit hole. Um, and it's not a bad inspiration. Um, and there's still bits of it in the, in the finished film, but they're not very obvious, aside from Alice's name, which obviously, as I said, is not mentioned. The, uh, there's, there's a paperweight used later on, and then obviously the Red Queen. Is the... Mm-hmm. You saw the white rabbits being dissected in the lab as well. Which Yes, so, I forgot about that too. Yeah, so there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of it there, but it's not as, as overt as it was in the original script. Looks like we're taking the stairs. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, do, I warned everyone before that I could probably probably quote this film. 
from beginning to end. I won't. That will ruin everyone's enjoyment of it. But there we go. So obviously we know we're back in the same space with the from the starting part of the movie. So we've connected those parts back together. Yeah. I say it's a long time before actually you see anything. It's a, it's a relatively good build up. The f- the first thing is when they go through the flooded section. Here it comes. Yeah. They, uh, you see the first zombie, but they don't see it. He had a big opportunity here, though, didn't he? Because this was the first sort of film, mainstream film, that brought back the zombie genre, didn't it? Pretty, pretty much. Um, and the, then the, 28 the, Days Later was shortly afterwards, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah so there was a Dawn of the Dead. Was there there was a resurgence. Yeah, so the zombies have pretty much gone out of fashion through kind of the late 80s. They've become quite cheesy, and basically the re- revenge of the Living Dead films have kind of had a big part of that, you know, the brains um, thing had become really the, the standard. And so actually the the game itself, the Resident Evil games, um, actually kind of spearheaded a little bit of it because a lot of the stuff that came out around this time was kind of inspired by it um, or the, the lack thereof of zombies. Um, but, for example, like you have, yeah, um, 20 Days Later, which is kind of rage rage zombies, which started the fast zombie trend. Um, mm. The Dawn of the Dead remake, uh, Shaun of the Dead, which, funnily enough, was inspired because of Resident Evil directly because um, uh, of the scene in space led yeah, to yeah, the really uh, creation of the... Yeah, that led to the creation of that movie. Um, they were kind of part, part and parcel became the spearheader of new versions of zombies. And funny enough, the, the Resident Evil game franchise kind of moved away from zombies at the same time. It was just kind of weird it did, yeah, timing. It did. And the film's always trying to catch up by just having their zombies evolve into Plague Us and things like that. Mm. James Purefroy, he was in um, Night's Tale, wasn't he? Yeah. With, with Heath, Heath Ledger. So that, so we're about to see the. Oh, there you go, Matt's. Uh, you can hear some noises. He's not sure about that. Okay, watching this again, some of the shots are quite good. Some I don't always agree with. Sometimes there's some real weird, lingering looks on characters, uh, which I, was, I don't agree that, with. But some sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. There's this weird, there's this weird thing, and I took a bunch of screen grabs as I was going through this for the article. But there's a lot of shots of people just staring at stuff here. Yeah. Uh, Miller especially does the most. She just literally is quite a lot of blank stares into distance. I don't know. It's obviously direction, but I don't understand what that direction is. Um, Here we go. First thought, zombie's about to wake up. You can see this coming. I I don't know if you guys you've seen obviously a lot of you would have seen the honest trailers. There's um one of the earlier ones I used to do was um was the Twilight series. They had the section where they just had all the steering in the in the movie. I swear you could do that exactly the same with this movie. There's there's a lot of steering. You're so right. I, I've never noticed about all these transitions. Actually, just being a way of getting people moving. That's very important. Yeah, good point. Yeah. And this is the first kind of mystery dining hall B, and you're like. This doesn't look like a dining room, and that—that that was a kind of clue as to what what else is going to come. I I like the fact I I think the space for the uh, hall once you once you get in is really good. Um, that they actually tricked the depth. They only had so many of the tanks that they'd built, so they just basically made cardboard cutouts because <laughs> you know it would be costly CG yeah. to just expand it out, but it works. The guy reading the map there missed an opportunity to say, it's reading right, man, look. (laughs) (laughs) 
So one of the things that didn't hold up very well in this, I found, was some of the CGI. Um, We're going to come to that, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. I found it very stop motion. Oh, it, it's, it just, it's just it, not yeah. a lot of budget given to it, and not a very professional. Even at the time it came out, I you, you guys were talking about how you saw the movie. I saw this movie the same day as I saw Spider Man. Oh, oh really? Um, uh, I had free tickets to Spider-Man and I was supposed to meet a friend for that and I got into town early and thought I've got three hours to kill because the, the screening got pushed well the screening we were supposed to go to was not the first one it was where I missed we were going to miss it so we pushed it back there's our clue Sorry. and I was like oh, I was that a tyrant? was it tyrant or I didn't you didn't know what it was at that point I I This, this only had a budget of $30 million, so if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, somewhere between 30 and 40 I think it came in under budget, too. Oh, I don't know how that... These how holographic that map sections are starting to annoy me. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the right place. Oh, there we go. Yeah, right. Red Queen Chamber. I'm, I'm further behind than you guys by a little bit. So the speed's obviously different depending on which version I'm watching. I've got Alice looking through a window. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is without doubt the most famous element of the um, it's, of the entire franchise. It's the Umbrella Chronicles corridor. It was so nice yeah. that Paul Anderson included a sequence from the games in his movie. Um, <laughs> I, I do the sequence. The sequence that's coming up also won a Gory Award. Uh, there's no uh, blood in it at all. It's nonsense. No, I think it, 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 it was a, an award ceremony in Germany or something, and it won like best death scene for did the he, year. Did he cite the influence as being Cube then? <laughs> I don't. Know. That's a serious question, what... actually. I don't know because it's nearly the same, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is blatantly inspired. But that said, I think this, for some reason, this has overtaken the general consciousness because I think because it, the, with Ed the lasers, it is cool. It is cool. I just think you know, obviously, they needed to get rid of a lot of the cast. Which is fine, but they, they've got a zombie film. Um, they didn't need to do this. They've just gone off screen with a fucking load of liquors in it. But yeah. again, it's, bu- it's budget, isn't it? And yeah, it's budget. This is relatively cheap as effects go, this one. And it's, 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 just, it's, just, it's just light bulbs, isn't it? And added. It's yeah. very clever. It's, it's mirrored glass and light bulbs. And... Yeah. But, um, I mean, the Umbrella Chronicles corridor is the same, isn't it? It's, it's directly lifted. Oh yes, I mean we talk about yeah Umbrella Chronicles and Operation Raccoon City and all the ones that take various parts of this, uh, you know these the movie franchise. I mean, suppose the biggest influence in the of this movie on the games is the the Red Queen. Definitely, yeah. Albeit it's used completely differently. But. Mm. I think these films were very popular in Japan, weren't they? Which is why, although Capcom have always refused to put Alice in the games, haven't they? Yeah, that's an interesting. Even... For. Hmm. I, I, I am actually surprised they still haven't done, you know, even just as a bonus costume or something. It's actually that is more surprising to not put her in the games, but a, an outfit that matches, say, the red dress. There's a yeah, lesser outbreak. An outbreak. She has yeah. this dress. Yeah, but it's not. It's not the. Uh, it's not the <gasps> same as putting it as a bonus costume. Here we go. Here comes the, yeah, the music again. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on, man. 
Yep. It was at this point I was literally sat in the centre like saying, thinking, what, what am I fucking watching? I was supposed to be watching like a monster movie. I know, I thought I'd walked in the wrong screen. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't for all the umbrella logos on boxes. Yeah. <laughs> that Dino Crisis with the umbrella logo. I was like, oh! oh. I thought, oh, what are they going to show here? We've lost the medic. I was rooting for her. She's so well characterised. Uh, <laughs> yeah, see, this is where I was Who was saying don't, that they were like, oh, it's good to kill off the characters? Am I right like, in you, thinking you just... that don't these bodies disappear later in the movie? But yeah. they, they, they do reference They, they pointed out. They pointed out. And I think it's actually a reference to the games, how the, the zombie corpses disappear when you come back. See, that looked quite realistic with the fingers chopped off and the head. The head. I know the head wouldn't fall like that, but that was still quite a cool moment. The, 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 the CG for the, the death scenes on this is right. It's more the zombie Colin, CG. Colin Salmon is trying so hard here to keep this to keep this movie together. You're rooting for him. Yeah. And Come then, on, Colin. I think it's actually a look of relief on his face when he knows he's going to get <laughs> cut, chopped up. <gasps> Shit. Thank fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this scene is so cool. Look at it, that white dripping. <laughs> oh, yeah. Loved it, love it. The um, yeah, as as you're saying, killing off characters you haven't even established yet is uh, does yeah. I was just thinking, does they does that point man get any more lines than what's that? Like when that? he's the first person, <laughs> it's literally it. And he does it quite poorly. He's like, you know, he could have actually done it better. He does the same thing in Alien vs. Predator, though. He has nothing happens for 50 minutes. That's his version of characterization. Just characters walking around doing nothing. <laughs> and, then, and then maps, yeah. Right, here comes Kaplan, yeah. Kaplan gets the most characterization out of them, them easily. It, it, there's some good... Yeah, if you look carefully, you can see all the gore and the blood. That's quite cool, but... Not bleeding anywhere. It's just it's been a perfect. It's it reminds me. Well, yeah. It reminds me of the scene from Ghost Ship, at the very beginning of that when it was that. Oh yeah. They're all cutting off and they still carry on dancing for a minute. That's not even a laser. That's a. That's a cable, isn't it? Cable or something. <laughs> anyway. We forgot to mention that they've they've already. If they really, I can't remember if they already said it. They talk about it modelled on the head programmer's daughter. Yeah, because it's like, not even a, it's not even a biological weapon, is it? It's a, a medical it's a thing, isn't it? The T-verse. It's a massively retconned in the last movie too. Yeah, they change a lot of the backstory in the final chapter, don't they? Yeah. But to be fair, you, I can actually argue that it's not actually much of a retcon. We're just going off what they're saying is potential. It's hearsay, basically. They heard that it was bottled off because that was the, what the information was that was given to them. You know, like doesn't actually make it true. So, so, so remind us then who who, who is who is this who is the Red Queen modelled after? Because I always assumed it was the little girl from Apocalypse. In the uh, in the end, it is a clone of the real Alice. Right. <laughs> I think, if I remember correctly, I'm trying to remember as well. So we nearly four. 40 minutes in almost and apart from a few name drops to Umbrella this could be a completely different franchise for the most part yeah and the virus itself well we've had we've had the train names with the train yeah the uh, and the zombies eventually obviously but 
I can't remember if the word Ashford is mentioned. No. No, no. that's later, isn't it? That's in the second film. This is a cool moment. Oh, God. Yeah. The, the, girl, the girl is suitably creepy, I have to admit. She's probably the best Red Queen because he's constantly changed the actress, obviously, because she gets old. Yeah. She's probably she's quite good at this. Anyway, now 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 they've done it. Now they've stopped the power. Idiots. I do actually think the CG for the Red Queen is quite good. Yes, it looks, that that holds up by today's standard. It's supposed to be a laser projection. So. And then if you look carefully, you you can just see the first z- zombie shadow. Uh, here, and as the blue light comes on, if you look to your, hold on, yeah, just in the left hand, in the right hand side, you can see it. It's gone now. There he is. There he is. Yeah. Anyway, so now, yes, you're right. It's quite a long time in, 40 minutes in, and we haven't really had any death by uh, munching. Well, it's interesting because this is a zombie film, but. There's only actually one character in the entire film that gets killed by zombies. Two. One. Three. JD. That's it. Rain. Rain technically gets bitten twice. Yeah, but she, she just turns. turns. Yeah. But she doesn't get killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There's no like some budget for that. It's not hard for... The thing about zombies in new Romero's films, probably you can do them in numbers just by having extras. Like, they have actually a large number of zombie cast in this. It's just no she gets killed by them. It just Perhaps makes it bizarre. Why would you wipe off half half your cast with a, you know, an unrelated laser scene as it was then? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Seems silly. Perhaps he's been inspired by Jaws a bit because you never see the shark at all for such a long time. in football. Or delay it. Anyway, again, there's no comes... point in a zombie movie to hide your zombies because <laughs> there we go. Not, they're, they're not a malfunctioning shark. I suppose some people would argue the same of uh, aliens, though, and that half the marines yep. get wiped out by an explosion, don't they? In the first yeah. battle, it's just, it's, it's just a tr- Anderson trend. It's like subversion of what you expect that movie's going to be, that but almost makes not in a good, sound not like in a good it's way. All intentional. He's a brilliant filmmaker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying brilliant. I'm just saying maybe it's intentional, but you know, it doesn't mean that's a good idea. <laughs> there we go. Rain's had her first bite. She's had a f- not no. a bad zombie. You've got a gun, and somebody comes towards you. You should probably shoot it earlier, to be honest. He's gonna. What guns he got? Don't know. I think this is a genuine reaction. Shoot him in the leg. Yeah, that's. You wouldn't want. Even if you're a commander, you wouldn't want to do that. But. Yeah. There you go. Submachine gun causing a backdraft somehow. It's, you know, it's a chain rip, like you can tell. Someone's <laughs> obviously yanked on. You're a few seconds ahead of me, I think. Yes, you are. Yeah. I could just, I could just hear. Bitch isn't standing now. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually a pretty good line, actually. And that she's gone, and they'll notice her get out and walk away. And that's they, what they, they do notice eventually. This is probably the best shot in the film, actually. The guy who comes with the broken ankle and the axe. 
Yes, uh, he's he's, I, he's a professional dancer. I reckon the best shot in the film actually is when they're walking back through the what was the flooded lab, and Alice has her flashback to the uh, virus stuff, and there's a reflection of her looking into the lab as if they're, while they're doing the testing. You'll see it when it comes out. I reckon that's the best shot in the entire movie. How did they not see her get up and go though first? No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that CG is terrible. Ugh. There we go. So they can just hear the noise. Yeah. So this, this um, we're about to see. Here he is. So this is a he's a professional dancer with his axe, and he, according to the commentary, he can he can do that to his leg, mm. which is disgusting. <laughs> He looked that one. Some of them look like they're from uh, Outcasts from a thriller video. He looks quite good Is with it... a half bitten face. Yeah, the CG's still not great. The um, the, 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 one, the, the one. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say one. there's no need. There's no need to CGI <laughs> zombie. You know, zombies wounds. Bloody hell. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, there she is again. Oh, she's up there. More of their face. Oh, she's the, back. Um, she's up. The, the the one of the cool things I will say about these zombies that they did really well is that they it's a little bit of an extra on I think on the DVD and the Blu-ray is about how they studied the actual effects of viruses on people's eyes and skin and stuff and um, it's very impressive makeup when you actually get to see the proper makeup tests with the eyes the problem is you don't see any of this uh, very well um, except for I think rain near the end you see her eyes and you can see what's yes, happened to her eyes. I remember commenting that I like I like the fact that they play up on it later um, with with Matt's sister. I like the fact that they're not completely decomposed because there's no reason for them to be decomposed. They're kind of in a still very much an early state, so they look they look quite human, but clearly something un, you know not quite right. I thought that was yeah, that worked quite well, and obviously that's saved on costs. They didn't they didn't have to have them completely. Um, be composed. God, there really is no blood in this film, There's some people on fire at some point um, shortly, and a few fake blood splatters and a little bit of blood here and there, but not very much. Right, there's the first flashback. I like it, but just before that flashback, you see a bit of glass land directly on Mila's face. But um, clearly, there's something in front of her to stop it. Oh, it's, I don't know what it is. There we go. It's all very he- heavy Marilyn Manson music again, isn't it? Mm. Oh, it's Johnny Vegas. It's a Johnny Vegas DVD uh, zombie. I can't have been the only one that thought that. <laughs> he looks just like. <laughs> didn't you know he? This is what what he did before he was. I don't know. He looks like him. Right? He's like. Just... Oh, it's Johnny Vegas. Stink. Chris Redfield punching a boulder in five clearly comes second to Eric Mabus somehow finding that key in a drain and uncuffing himself while the zombie's trying to leave him while he's on yeah. fire. Fire, while he's on fire, exactly. And then he's on fire as well. Yeah. Come on, man. Come With, on, man. And you forgot that you forgot that the hands and the key were slippery too, so. Yeah. What a human. What a man. <laughs> That's a net. Oh, the claw. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now is our first clue as to there's something else. Well, 
it's not our first clue. We've seen the interior shots of it. They're oh, growing yes. something so, in there. But... I will say at least they keep the um, the actual look of it for now authentic. Mm. What is the code? It's two two three six. Yeah. I remember this later because you got the new oh, and the uh, dawn of the dead reference. Oh, oh dear. This was nice. This was good. Oh no, she gets bitten there as well too. Yeah, she she's screwed most of the time. Don't let go. Three three points. Are you are oh, you guys are ahead of me? See, if we were half professional, we'd all be watching the same version here. <laughs> I'm got a little bit of a cheat. I had to go forward a little bit. I would be way, way behind the PAL versions. Obviously, much slower. Here we come. CG, this is the first bit that made me cringe, I think, in the film. I was like, oh, that doesn't look good. And it, it honestly, it looks like something out of um, Clash of the Titans. This was the first. This is the first bit that made you cringe. It was. It really was. I was like, oh, that didn't look good. But it's a liquor, so we know we've got we've got the liquor. I like the way. It... So after JD gets killed, what what happens to the thousands of zombies that were there? <laughs> oh my god, it doesn't look great, does it? The liquor, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Yeah, it almost does look kind of stop. I remember it looking much better than that as well. That's it looks. To be fair, it's just it's just that scene. I think a lot. Some of the other scenes look a bit better. Uh, when he's on the roof, that looks okay. I but do that, like that the shot when you you get a quick glimpse of it scuttling across the wall and it leaves claw marks behind. It's quite cool. Yeah. Anyway, they're back in the. Yeah, they've mentioned where are the bodies. So, is it, what is the explanation for that? There isn't one. It's just that where are the there bodies. There isn't one. It's it's a reference to the games, and it, Anderson's literally. I think they talk about it in the commentary. Because when you kill zombies, even though you've killed the body, you go back and you come back into the room and they're gone. Not that's, in remake. Fine in a remake. fucking video game. Yeah. I think that's what he talks about in uh, it. said yeah, remake was coming out the same year. Yeah, yeah, it was. Oh, there's our first clue that they're a dogs. bit hard on Kaplan there. You're like, he wasn't really to know, was he? No. Yeah, there. He he takes shoulders a little of the blame, which is unfortunate. So somehow Mila's got separated. And can you question why they have Doberman? Guard dogs deep underground. It was around this point in the movie, people, uh, my despair hits pure rock bottom. Uh, Is this this, this upcoming scene you mean? This is such a cool moment. Oh, my. Nick, ladies and gentlemen, Nick. But this, you got the. They get the sound effects, they got the sound of the dog is spot on, just right from the game. Yeah, that. Nick, Nick, explain to me, um, what's the control in the original PlayStation version for uh, wall running and fly kicking? <laughs> well, if you, had the, if you had the Resident Evil controller, then it, 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 you hit the turbo button, you could do that. Yeah. Uh, that would be awesome. Um, the dogs look pretty good. They're CG augmented, there's puppets, and there's actual dogs covered in... Like yeah. stuff, which apparently was really difficult to work with, which isn't surprising. There's one of the I off. do. I, I have a slight story. I nearly, nearly had an actual model they used from the film as a prop. I nearly got. I nearly got hold of it. My my cousin works worked for um, Frame Store, um, which is a big CGI. They do big films. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the re- these they, revelations. Frame- they never stop, Nick. <laughs> 
this isn't from frame frames uh, frame store did not do this but um he he had a friend that works for the um the company that whoever did the siege the kind of special effects for it and he went to visit their offices and he went into their um showing a tour and they in the uh, back cupboard there was uh, a cerberus from the film and he and he said um my cousin is a massive Resident Evil fan. Can I have it? And they were umming and ahhing about, about giving it to me. And I was like, oh my God. If, and I was like, if you had got me that, that would have been the best thing in the world. But alas, it wasn't meant to be. I did, I did get a, uh, a framed photograph, uh, a framed picture of the post of the, um, I'm, I'm ruining it, everyone now. Cause there we go. Look, here comes a dog. Okay. I'll, I'll finish it. Once we've had the cool moment. He's already been kicking of the, Security guards yeah. bad enough, and then. Um, but but then at the time, you know, I mean, when this came out, the idea of sort of melee attacking zombies and that was ridiculous, and I remember I was, I was fucking raging. But like now, it's commonplace in the games. It's, yeah, you know, yeah. You know is, is that, oh. there's a question. There's a question there though. Is that because of the movie, or yeah. is it because of the way the games have been? I mean, like... you know, turn kicking a zombie into something. It's, it's not uncommon. What is the plural? Well, Cerberus. that started with Cerberi. Cerberi, yeah. Cerberus. Good. Boom! Look at that. Great. Through the glass. I do like the little touch with the umbrella brand on the bullet as well. So, yeah, that was the Matrix moment. Oh, yeah. That's Anderson's biggest problem throughout all these movies. <laughs> and this so, yes, I, Matrix well, I, references. Everybody... I'll continue oh my story. Oh my quick. god, this is, I mean, this is it. This is, this is, this is cinema history. She's staring. Look, look at this. And then, and then it's topped off by her staring off into distance thinking about what she's just done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll finish my story quickly. Oh uh, yeah, so I, 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 what I did get, I didn't get the Cerberus dog uh, model, but I did get a, a picture which was sent to all the production team of the, of the poster showing how much money it had made at uh, all around the world of being number one box office in... United Arab Emirates, Japan, Australia, all that kind of stuff. And then it said on it, pre-production has already begun for Resident Evil 2. But it was, it, it's actually called Resident Evil 2 at that point and not Resident Evil Apocalypse. So I've still got that. So I have no idea how much that's worth, if, if anything. <laughs> but it, it was an internal an internal yeah, uh, release. It, 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 uh, it, it actually devalued more. <laughs> Eric Mabus. Look thrilled to be in this film. Well, the, this is the, I think this is the scene where they were talking. I was talking about that commentary earlier. Where they're talking about yogurt. They're like, Eric, your your motivation is yogurt. There's yogurt behind this. Yogurt oh. in the straw, something like that. It's the zombie cool against the glass. That. That's the producer, Jeremy Bolt, isn't he? Oh yes, the I arsehole. see your fun of it as well. The asshole who said Capcom set Resident Evil Five in Africa because Resident Evil's extinction was set in the desert. <laughs> Ah, they all said that, though, to be fair. Miller said that, too. See, I like this. This is So we've got Matt's sister now, not quite human, not quite zombie. She's kind of half halfway house. She's like, either she's just had a big night out and is a bit worse for wear, or is she an undead? I like. I, like, I thought this was quite a nice one. Um... Lisa, another reference there, of course, to Lisa Trevor. Was it really? Even though she's no in the picture at this point, would she? Because this was pre-remake, was it? Just yeah, I, I think, think it's not. I'm sure there's a special feature on the DVD where they're actually being interviewed as the play in the remake. I'm sure there is. 
they, yeah, it would have been about the same time it was coming out. The remake in, in, in PAL regions was September 2000. Yeah, but the so, uh, Jap- Japan one was March. <clears throat> so about the uh, same time this came out, actually, because this came out. The earliest releases were in April. I remember them about the same time. Uh, it's worth notice, noting again, I was talking about the uh, Alice in Wonderland references, the paperweight mm. um, that we used has got um, Alice in Wonderland references over it. You don't see that, of course. It's interesting, this conversation, though, where he's talking about how much the T-Virus would be worth if it got out on the black market. That was quite a... Yeah. It's an, yeah, it is a foreshadowing, yeah. Oh, it's... it's the cleverest observation about this <laughs> entire potential. I know, I always thought... Like, oh, sorry, continue. I was just going to say what he said, valuable, and they, they make a point of going to, to someone. I always thought... I don't know, I always thought Wesker. I always well, thought that's what that I thought they were hinting at. It, it would have been a good way to get that in, but that's not the way Anderson went and said he goes... No. What's the fifth, the fifth one, where the, where the company's been selling biological weapons that basically to differing countries in an attempt to create some sort of war, but it's stupid because no customers would cease to exist. Yeah, it's a war who would you sell to. <laughs> and the technology they they have to make these underground cities is far more interesting than the virus. I know, I know. So this is where um this is why I praise the game so much. You know, the games have had so many different writers, so many different directors and that, and yet it more or less holds together. The Resident Evil movies have had one fucking writer <laughs> and, and, and the retcons between the movies are, are ridiculous. Oh, you go from like the third one where it turned into a Mad Max sandy wasteland, and you see an overlay map of how hot the world got, and then all of a sudden there's snow in the. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, do they actually explain away why the why the world turns to desert, and then it's not an afterlife? T virus. T virus clears sand up. Because zombies. <laughs> it was the be- it was their biggest mistake having the having the extinction vibe going on because it made straight away it made all the others seem wildly weirdly, out of place. Weirdly though, the third one's probably my favourite because I actually went into it thinking right this clearly isn't Resident Evil. Decent director too, isn't it? Russell Mulcahy yeah. or whatever. Okay, yeah. Highlander guy. Yeah. yeah. The action sequences are really good in that one actually. Um, I, I actually have a soft. I know it's going to be. I have a soft spot for the fifth one, um, just simply because by that point I had any pretense of it being any relation to the rest was was definitely well out the window. But um, the action sequences in that are pretty good as well, and Anderson's actually shoots really well because he shot it with the uh, 3D cameras from Avatar. Yeah, I do. And I am. He actually he actually frames it really well, but unlike the last one, it's edited properly as well. I do have a soft spot um, for Sienna Gloria's Jill. Of course. Really good. Yeah, it's very good casting, yeah. Oh. I am eager to see um, the fourth and or fifth one again in 3D because it's one of the few films, as you said, one of the few films that were actually done in 3D. And they are generally praised for being quite good in that sense, not to talk about the quality yeah. of the film. But anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll get to those. Yes, we will. <laughs> where, where are we in this? Uh, so the back all, of the... I'm conscious we're a little well, the, I was going to say... So. I was about to say the, uh, the the fact is that the zombies at this point only turn up when then plot necessary and there's just be like a <laughs> random zombie. So like, they come back to the Red Queen hallway and they're being chased and the zombies. Um, you know, Lisa turned up when Matt's looking around just conveniently. It's his sister right when he was looking. Yet no other zombies except for sure. the producer producer zombie. You know, who's stuck behind the glass? Like they're, they're all very zombies of convenience at this point. It's um, really a, a fortunate trait of 
Lazy writing. Inserting a 80s VHS player here into a... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't so old in 2002. At, at this point, because you've got Rain explaining a bit of information about what the Red Queen did, it's suggesting that she knew quite a lot about what was happening anyway. It's like they're all briefed, but then, yeah, they only dole out the information as they need to. But again, uh, yeah. sorry, bad writing. Like, it's, it's very odd. It, it makes sense coming from the commander that he'd only dole it, he'd be in charge and he'd only dole out the yep. information he needed to, but then you killed him off. So this is the problem. They all become exposition machines beforehand. That's basically Colin Salmon's role is basically exposition. His three scenes are all... Yeah, rebooting does, the Red Queen. Does Rain get the only F-bomb there as well? I think so, yeah. Um, let's just, while we're having this exposition scene, Millie Okovich then. Do, do you guys rate her at all as an actress? Or I, I actually think she's quite good. I think well, she's good at what she does. I'll answer as Yeah, I, but I, I, that's the thing I remember seeing. I'd seen for, for Feldman and I was thinking Lilu. And I think the only other thing I'd seen her in before this was uh, the year before Zoolander. Um, and so I was quite pleasantly surprised she's actually, you know, a pretty good actress, all things considered. And she's pretty game for action stuff. That becomes more apparent as the series went on. Yeah. Uh, when I was at work the other day on my lunch break, um, they had the Three Musketeers on TV, oh. I've seen, which I've never seen before. Films. And she was quite good in that, in the slow scenes. Then all of a sudden, she sort of like rips a dress off, so she's only wearing a corset, and turns into Alice and starts flaking <laughs> everyone. <laughs> that's That's Anderson for you, isn't it? his film so nope here's some yeah. more the, the need to feed the exposition yeah the Red Queen basically fills uh, Colin Salmon's role in this after he's dead she she starts spouting all the information you need to know Which is weird because there's no reason for her to tell them all this. No, no, because she, she can't. She's she, she's homicidal, but she's kind of she's kind of doing it for the. I don't know whether she's doing it for it's, the best. I guess. At, I guess at the end of the day, she's still a computer, and she complies to the idea that she's supposed to tell people information or provide mm-hmm. services. <laughs> still, this is the whole crux of Webron's complaint when the first casting call came out, and they talked about a you know supercomputer gone crazy or whatever it was. Like, what does this have to do with Risen Evil? Well, I suppose if they didn't, if they didn't have the supercomputer, they'd just had to have had, you know, a mad scientist to explain all this. Which probably would have been better. <laughs> yeah, I have to admit, actually, probably would have been better. As cliche as it was. So a scene. Yes, yeah, see, another this... reference. I love it. It's great. The, the the thing is as well, Anderson's. I'm I'm going to go down this tangent because I need to mention as well talking about aliens and all this sort of stuff. Anderson's big defense was that um you know he he was like it's predictable to put the characters in from the games and the plot line was all very predictable. The problem is everything he does with this movie is predictable. It's not like he reinvented the wheel. So you might as well have had something that was more faithful. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, than this. Um, 
And he, yeah, he argues. Um, I think as part of the fan backlash, because as I said, there was this backlash to the casting call. And it was clearly on the internet, and I'm, sh- it's pretty. I'm pretty confident that he saw or heard about it, because one of the things he mentions on the um, there's an EPK kind of behind the scenes thing, and it originally, I think it's on the disc as well, but it originally it released on like I think it was like on Pierce World <laughs> magazine or like one of the magazines on the DVD was a little bit behind the scenes of the movie, making the movie. And there's a scene with him talking, and he's basically, I, th- I think I quoted it in the article I wrote for this several years back, but he's basically saying, you know, I, you know, I, he's a fan of the games and all this sort of stuff. And he says, I could turn it into an all-singing, all-dancing piece of crap, basically, um, huh? to paraphrase. Um, and, but he says he doesn't because he, he, he does like the games. But he says, you know, that, that he had approached Capcom and the, he talked to the, the rights owners about what they wanted to make of the franchise and, and that they wanted it to be different. That was the, kind of the point. But, um, but it's funny because he backtracks on it, obviously, because the later games, uh, sorry, the later movies make more references to the games, more characters appear, and all that sort of stuff. So at what, this point, zombies suddenly on. appear. Yeah, yeah get, again, zombies of convenience. There's the, the upcoming scene where uh, Miller snaps the uh, zombies. Yeah, uh, I was going to uh, say at this point in the cinema, um, 15 years ago, I was like literally, literally, I'm not making this up, head in hands at what I was watching. <laughs> When I started seeing umbrella. like her neck breaking sure, zombies and turn kicking, I'm sure that I'm sure that extra was absolutely thrilled between Miller's legs. I would have been thrilled. And the, they that recreated age. that for Umbrella Chronicles, didn't they? They had yeah. Jill doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Can't escape. But that's what annoys me though, because like it's like Anderson's making his own original film, oh. but he's There's some slow mo in this. I forgot about that too. He's using the Resident Evil name to boost the numbers because the, all the films have been financially successful, but they're all shit. Yeah. And it's sure the last, the last it's, one actually wasn't. Uh, funnily enough, of all of them, the last one made the yeah, least amount it, of money. But it's like, I don't know. I mean, even no, Soldier, that's a shit. Yeah, but this but is Anderson, the thing, the, the, this is the thing, though. This is a, the, we, we, what I was. Well, I didn't talk about this during the commentary, but I've talked about it before in the past. Is that you have to have justification of source. So realistically, here the justification is you have umbrella, you have zombies, certainly, but you could create an entirely new movie around that concept, and it has nothing to do with Resident Evil. So you've got the Red Queen supercomputer, you've got this aliens esque you know, security team. You know, um, they've got an amnesiac character they're all nothing other stuff to do with the game so the little things that are in there like the liquor the zombies the umbrella corporation they're, they're the only tentative ties and they justify the connection to what the the game is i like that i like that scene of the blood dripping onto the zombies that was quite good and this whole sequence it coming up is quite despair pretty well yeah, and this is quite tense. Of you know, they're crawling on these old tubes. Yeah, but, no, but the zombies yeah. don't even look like they're fucking trying. The extras are literally just running their hands along it, aren't they? Yeah, but that's what zombies would have were like. <sighs> you know, we, we forget. We forget that if this was released now, these zombies would be doing triple backflips to get up there. But yeah, back but... then, their mind is going to. Is it tense though, Nick? <laughs> because, <laughs> because you know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, this I is don't know, no, I, I just think it's quite it's, fucking, it's, it's garbage. It, this is the problem, it isn't, it isn't tense, that's, that's the thing, right from the get goes. I said a lot of the pretense of suspense goes out the window, it's just, it's and because you're expecting all everything. All the support's breaking, and oh. Yeah, exactly, this is the thing, yeah. It's like well, I have to admit, the, the how, shot how in the pipe is very well hidden. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have got the scene to begin with. Yeah. That's, that's the problem. I, I do actually like them crawling the pipes with the zombies kind of following them. I do think that's a kind of kind of cool shot. 
um, I just wouldn't have had all this cliche, but with the pipe falling and them being split up, it's... So I'll re- Miller, re- Miller manages that. to not get bitten at all. Again, convenience of plot. Well, yes, then. Because you know Kaplan's going to die next because he's only a bit part player. You know Rain's going to last to the end because she's going to turn uh, yeah, into no, You know Spencer's the, the bad no, no, guy. No, no, no. See, see, the thing is, you just say, you know, Captain's going to die next. We so actually doesn't die next, and that actually is more cliche because that's what exactly what I when I was first watching this the first time was like Kaplan. You can separate, and it's like he's going to end up looking like he's going to die, but he's not going to die, and he's the one that comes back and actually saves the day, and that's exactly what happens. <laughs> because unfortunately, that the cliche is the reversal at this point. The, he slips or something. It's, it's just like you know when when a zombie needs to bite Millie, uh, sorry, um, Michelle Rodriguez, it's the first thing it does as soon as it like comes around the corner or whatever. There was yeah, like Miller, ten of them around Kaplan there, and they were just sort of feeling him with their hands. And same with Miller when she's being yeah. dangled off the side. Yeah, but isn't that stormtrooper shooting syndrome? Yeah, but this is a zombie same horror movie thing. though. It's not about like. Yeah, heroes, your, your is point, it? Run, running your, away your from po- ridiculous circumstances. I mean, you know, Star Wars is a fantasy film at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah, you, the point would be not to put your... If you don't want your main actress to look like she's going to get bitten, then don't put her in the pretense of danger. That's mm-hmm. literally it. So don't dangle her because, yeah, it, it breaks it. We're talking about the, the breaking of, um, of, of you know, illusion. You, you get taken out of the film when you start thinking about these things rather than enjoying the film for what it is. If the, if the audience at home wants to see this exact storyline done well, then then just watch Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> and think that the aliens are zombies. No, cool. I can't remember, later in the film. I think is it. I think it's um, Matt's character. He gets the right cop of uh, Michelle Rodriguez's breasts. If you look as, as he picks her up, you can see him. Uh, I, goes, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a yeah I know I mean she's like I'm gonna make a really good statement about Kaplan's scene here though I do I do like the scene with Kaplan's like determination and then resolve and then his frustration and then you know I'm gonna you're gonna work for your dinner whatever it is yeah. the line it's it's really what? good I do I do actually but the thing is what I don't like is the cutaway shot of Miller when he she hears the gunshot is terrible is that, <laughs> that, is that an aliens reference there the fingers through the vent maybe he tells them all to go on without him, plays the hero, but if you actually sat and thought about it for two minutes, you could probably find a way across. Which he does, obviously, in the end. That's how he escapes. But that's, 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 that's a fair... That, I don't think that's an unfair character decision. I think that's legitimate. You might do that at the time. I think you're well behind. Someone's well behind. We're, up to, we're about to see the liquor now. There's JD. JD's dead. That's a cool, yeah, that's a cool shot with the with the claws. Ah, we're coming up to the scene that you you talked about, Rob. Yeah, there's a, there's a shot after in the flashback that um, is a nice reflection shot of Bella while she's looking into the lab. Is it? It's a very um, a very nice shot actually. Probably the best one in this movie, I think. I do vaguely remember them saying this was probably this was one of the most expensive. Yes, yes. It transitions into the flashback. Because it's yes, motion control that. camera. It has to match the uh, environment. And then when she goes, yeah, there's a there's a cure. And then I, I find merely, uh, Rain's comment, oh, I was beginning to worry. It was quite funny. There it is. <laughs> That's the shot. 
don't know if you guys have seen it already, but it's really yeah. nice. Pull focus, reflection, very good. It's not an easy shot to do. With two different light sources. Yeah, yeah, and the, the, the kind of removal, it's almost like the opposite of Silent Hill, isn't it? <laughs> Where it coming from. And then I like the th- the theme music kind of creeps in that kind of. Yeah. Good. Good. Why did the virus colours the wrong way around? Because they weren't paying attention, or they thought that the green was more interesting as a. There's a there is a you you were talking earlier about a, an interview with Paul Anderson. I've also remember an interview where he actually says, um, he is the biggest fan. Oh of yeah. The, of, he of the games you will. He actually says you will struggle to find a bigger <laughs> fan. Um, than me of the Resident Evil series. He actually says that shit. He says the exact same thing about Alien and Predator as well. He says, he says you'll be hard-pressed to find anyone who's watched them films as many times as I have. <laughs> Would you believe it if I said I actually like AVP less than this? You, you like AVP less than this movie? I do. Yeah, yeah. I, I like, a- AVP, I like AVP. Me, ruin two franchises in one go. Yeah, uh, no, I, I'm in agreement, but also it's actually a poorer, poorer produced film than this film. I think this yeah. film's a bit of crafted film, actually, visually and uh, stylistically. AVP is just... Ugh. You can't even tell what's happening in most of the fight scenes. No. So well, yeah, this, this is actually coherent. You can't get much more unexpected than a bloody pyramid in the Antarctic. No. <laughs> I love I love how Prometheus and all these have pretty much retconned that entire potential of existence. No, if, if Covenant only did one good thing, it's that. Yeah. Go, look, he's having a, he, I think he gets a cop now. There you go. Look, he's having, he has a nice little cop of her boobs. Subtle. I think, really they are, I, I, I think they mention it in the commentary, actually. And why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Well, well, why not? Why not? Also, take note when um, when they're looking at the video monitor coming up with the liquor, and Matt goes. What the fuck was that, or something like that? You could clearly oh, yeah, there see. Is a, there is a... Yeah, his mouth isn't moving at all. I think they redubbed it because it wasn't going to be a. Yeah, they yeah. edited an ADR because they could get away with the rating with another swear word. There we go. So here's the flashback. <laughs> Where the handwriting doesn't match, as we pointed out earlier. Also, pointing. I just want to um for people who are tech. People, that microphone um, thing he's holding is not actually a recording device. It's actually just a boom mic. Thank you, Rob. Which is fine, because that's how props work in Artifice. It tells you what it is. You don't need to know that. Shit. Is it Spence who lets the virus out? How do we know this? It wasn't because <laughs> he had to leave a jacket on. Handwriting not matching there. I do like the little the, the shot back to his finger twitching as he throws it. <laughs> Guy looks at the camera. I hate that. The guy with the coffee spilt looks at the camera. Drives me. Thank crazy. you. Thank you. But then he looks at the dude at the camera on that tape. He takes the spoiling of boiling coffee. Over, you know, the spilling of boiling coffee over him quite well, actually. Oh, he yeah, does look at the camera. Thank you. And then he's, yeah. This is actually the moment, the point in the movie where James Purefoy uh, looks like he's actually having fun because he gets to sort of just. Go full villain. Be, full yeah. yeah. His line delivery is quite good here. Yeah, he's yeah. he's he's great. He's done some some truly great work in his in his career. I'd like to have seen him as V actually before he uh, pulled out that production. 
I thought he did he not actually play V and Hugo Weaving just voiced him. He was on. He did the first bit of filming, didn't he? I don't think he did all of it. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Um, I was just going to say I do enjoy the fact that Miller fully commits to try and jump in for that gun into the water. It's clearly <laughs> clear, not the stunt person. What else is Eric Mabius or whatever been in? I've never seen him in anything else. He was, he was in TV. Betty. Yeah, he, TV. He was in um, Cruel Intentions with Sarah Michelle Gellar, wasn't he? Is he? Oh, he your was her, too, yeah. hero, Sean. Yeah, who does he play in that? I can't remember. I only watched that film for one scene. <laughs> <laughs> I like Cruel Intentions. It's a great movie. It's it like is, what? actually. It's not bad. It is quite good. Okay, so Spence, yeah. Listen, you already uh, we'll be like these quotes. Hey, hey, okay. Again, zombie of convenience. Yeah. Yeah. I only, that, I only got that, up. Is that a Dawn of the Dead inspired moment? It is, yeah. Yeah. Which is good. It's a nice. It visually looks cool coming out of the water. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just com- of convenience. Again, they've been standing around in here for like how long and. Paul Anderson loves doing that um, flip focus of someone holding an implement toward the camera, doesn't he? He does it yeah. a lot. It's a lot, but it's a, it's a, it's not a bad thing. For for for, for making a point, he's holding a gun, and you talk, gone from his conversation to the impact of the gun. That's actually a pretty standard move to pull focus on that. Fuck off! Just, yeah, over, unfortunately, overuses it. Fuck off! Fuck. The, the lighting uh, can, in the scene, in there you go, I'll, I'll praise it. That the water yeah, is actually quite, water reflection. quite well done. It's there it's reflective, but it isn't uh, distracting. Yeah. Um, also, they uh, consider it's a divorce line, which pays off later on. It's really good. I do like that. How that monitor is still working, I don't know. <laughs> the other part, because this whole room was originally flooded, and then it was completely sudden, flooded. And you can see that the screen has like ordered on it or water damage, and yet all of a sudden it's working again. Back to the train station, no problem at all. <laughs> <laughs> no more zombies. Yeah. No, no liquor at first. This is obviously directly out of the Resident Evil Two on the wall. So this was almost shot for shot. On the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't look bad. I think it looks quite good here. Um... I made a joke about this in the write up that um, James Purfoy looks like he's been doing, he knows what he's doing with the uh, virus. He does. <laughs> pop, 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 pop. Yes, get that cocaine in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah shoot up some heroin. That's. Although he misses, look, like, he completely. You see the ironic thing here, though, he's, he's not—he's sat there all quiet, not making a sound, so the liquor wouldn't even know he was there if Paul Anderson only, knew what he was only, talking about. Yeah. yeah, only previously that it would have heard him being somewhere nearby, but then yeah, it goes straight for him. But he does talk, to be fair. Yeah, that doesn't look bad. That looks much better than it did uh, when it first appeared. Yeah, it's not yeah. great, but it's not bad. I like the way it takes a moment to look at the camera. Yeah, it turns. Yeah. I think I feel like that's a reference to the zombie turning over its shoulder, but. Um, it's kind of, maybe I'm pushing that. <laughs> oh, this bit made me have an aneurysm in the cinema. Where, because bearing in mind, I was completely against the movie from from the get go. So when it when the Red Queen says it turns into a much more powerful hunter, I took that literally. Oh no! I was like you fucking joking. They're not going to literally make the liquor a hunter now for the final sequence. 
I did think yeah, this where the... Yeah, Morph is pretty cool. Yeah, but this is where I felt the film made its first real big mistake. In, uh, <laughs> its first big mistake? <laughs> How far if you take, it we're over an hour and 18 20 guys, minutes. And, hour and, and Nick's, 18 Nick's minutes. finally starting to step off the train. <laughs> first big mistake. Brilliant. It was, because it, make, it makes a bit, a bit of a mockery. In it, I don't know. They should have just kept it as a liquor rather than whatever it becomes. It had to be bigger for the for the final climax. I think again, this this is very different than the. Uh, I can't remember if the DNA things in the draft script I read. Um, yeah, that that did annoy me. Directly injecting. Uh, the the draft script had a sequence instead of the train. It was a lift. It was like the transport lift in Resident Evil Two instead, with the, the slightly elevated. Oh, and Zero as well, um, where the liquor attacked. But I think it was wooden instead of uh, metal. And the uh, like, it falls and gets impaled and or crushed or something. I can't remember. I forget. Oh, really? Um, Michelle Rodriguez went on to do Avatar after this as well. Maybe that's Same. because it's, this is James Cameron's guilty pleasure. Well, there we go. She went in. She was in Lost as well, playing exactly the same character. <laughs> <laughs> she was. Yeah, Anna Lucia. Yeah, very good. And and it's also worth noticing she got amnesia. Uh, in the Fast and Furious series. But she didn't obviously have in this, but Alice's character does. Oh. Well, things oh. turned up. That's, it's, the, it's the weird dog thing now. Yeah, I always thought it's 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 this weird dog kind of thing. They could have evolved it a bit into like the, mut- the mutated liquor from RE2, the lab. You know, the... Mm. Instead, they go almost like a, like a Birkin morph. More yeah. Isn't it? Let's pretend to kill our f- friend and then not do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, also, I don't know. Miller does a thing, or well, Alice does a thing, where she smashes the uh, the axe against the screen because it's going to do what? Hmm. It's just, it, nothing. Nothing. It's just perfectly There's nothing, timed. Just, just stopping it, and then it just happens to be right when Captain fries the thing, and she, it seems like, oh, she did this by smashing a screen. What? <laughs> <laughs> Plot alert. Who's turned her off? It's Wesker. To be fair, they should have actually, rather than have the liquor, they should have just had um, maybe Spence turn into a kind of like tyrant type creature or something. I think it did make it miss a tyrant. Save that joy for the third movie. Well, I know. (laughs) And then Rick on that too later on. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, CGI. Yeah, that's poor. That's poor. The water splashes are physical. We're going to need a bigger axe. She should have said there. <laughs> Where's this dance music suddenly come from? <laughs> We're in a German techno underground rave. Oh, some blood there. Yeah. Actually, re-watching this, you know, aside from, like, Michelle Rodrigo's F-bomb, this isn't much more than a PG-13 in places, is it? Let's no. be honest. No. And, uh, is, the, is that the copy? No, it's not what, what was, was, was this R-rated in America, Rombie, do you know? Uh, I think it was, because I think that's the reason why they were able to put more swearing in, because there was more than one F-bomb. Um, yeah, it was R, I think. Yeah, that's so good. That, put, gone back that's and good. put more blood in. It's, it's, yeah. it's a 15 in the UK, and it's a very, very light one at that. Very mm. light. Because 15, remember- I mean, even, even back in the day when this came out, the 15 was... 
you expected a lot more in a 15. I mean, 15s now are like 20 years ago, 18s. Yeah, but this is the thing. It's age too. You know, what what was this being rated at the time in 2002, early 2002? <laughs> Got to remember, Michael Jackson's Thriller is still a 15 in the UK. Yeah, but, but a lot of movies have <laughs> well, been down. Like it, Alien, Aliens, Die Hard, they've all been downgraded. Yeah, even Terminator. Because I, I went and saw Terminator Two on the 3D re-release, um, and I remember when I was young, that was you know the rating that was much higher. Um, now, yeah, the original Terminator is a 15 now, and it was an 18. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I, mem- the, I remember being petrified at Terminator Two with the scene with the milk. Um, yeah, I can through, can confirm oh. it's an. It was B- an R in the States. The BBFC have come along quite well, actually, in the last few years, in terms of how relaxed they are. Um, it's more the studios now that are doing sort of self-imposed cuts to get the 12 well, rating. That, that, that happened a lot in the mid-2000s, especially. Um, uh, in go. New Zealand, it's a, a, a 16 for uh, horror scenes and violence. Is it? Oh. Hell, that's quite high for this. I think it's because we don't really... Oh, we have a 15, but it's very rarely used. Um, it, it's specifically, there's a 13 and a 15 R's. Um, the 13 came with uh, Saving Private Ryan, and there's a 15, which I've seen only in a handful of things. 16 is pretty much the standard. Yes, Eric got to remember. doing his uh, John McClane impression. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, gonna be, it's, it's, it's also so that he can get his arm torn by the... Uh, like, just convenient. You've, got, you. you've also got to remember that New Zealand's pinnacle horror film is the Black Sheep franchise. No, 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 no. Brain yeah, dead. Brain dead. Easily. I like how Michelle. So we got. They've both been injected with the uh, with the antivirus. No guarantee this will work. Um, you've noticed Michelle oh, Rigg is the big promotional shot they used, didn't they? It was. I'm not dead yet. Yeah. Unnecessary. See, that would probably make her pull the fucking trigger, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And she would have made more sense if the gun went off to the side of her or something. Like that. I, ha- I have to say, I was very disappointed that Eric maybe has actually got attacked. I thought, I thought, we, I thought he, he and Mila were going to survive. He, he's my again. least. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Um, he's my least favorite actor in this actually. That's why I can't remember his name before. He's just, uh, he's a, he's a soap opera level actor in this. And I felt sorry for Kaplan. Oh, he did so much. Yeah. Did so much just to get ripped out by the like. A... I hate that. I hate the sort of baiting and switching though, where they where they threaten to kill a character off, they come back and they survive, and then just fucking kill him off anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it it just feels like such a waste. And all the cameras done there for about you know a minute now is just circle Milijokovic nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> But it's cutting. I I, um, I I made this comment as well that the uh, sp- the sparks add production value. They're just is sparking you, is, for is no reason. Time moment. Yeah. Oh, put that. Whether you, whether you like whether you like it or not, guys. Two Resident Evil games in the same year after this. Both Zero and Dead Aim did that same oh, shot. They did. They did. Zero especially yeah. was pretty criminal for. There we go. Dead so Aim the liquor bad, right, used the I convenient. Like can... Oh, it's the pipes. Yeah. The... Chekhov's gun. Convenient pipe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Convenience. My name is Steel Pipe. Ooh, tongue to the face. Oh, there's rain. Ooh, 
I'm surprised this mutation of the liquor hasn't turned up in a game as well. It's, it's similar to the liquor beta. That's probably why. <laughs> it's not very good, let's be honest. I thought it was quite similar to the beta from 5. There's resemblances. I, oh yeah, I forgot about the convenience of her being shot in the head and then landing on the uh, button. Also conveniently. Yep. <laughs> Can you imagine the smell at this point? Oh, and Amina acts it so well. She's like, ow, ow. Look at her face. And she's like, oh, yes. It's raw flesh. Oh, gross. That's Oscar worthy, but. Spontaneously combusted there. <laughs> they do. They? Uh, no, that actually makes sense. It's a little cool. No, it's line, a sea so. virus one where they burst into flames. Sea uh, <laughs> Veronica, yeah. <laughs> and close the door and cut the door. Some terrible CG fire there. There we go. So we're, 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 what a journey we've been on, gentlemen. What a journey. The thing so is, to... pop, popping in a tyrant at the end there wouldn't would have surely cost less because you just have a guy in makeup. Probably. You, know, you just hire someone really tall, put him in makeup, and you could have done a set piece way fucking better than that. That's this is a CGI. Yeah, just yeah. CGI. So. CGI shadow, by the way, for the door. Is it? I don't think that was... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> if, you, if you if you bet at the start that Miller would uh, Miller's character would, would survive along with Matt, then you have won nothing because it was so obvious. <laughs> oh, the end. And conveniently, just arrived just as the door shut. It's, it's yeah, up to us to take out Umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> I like that shot of the shadow of the doors coming down. It's probably just someone standing in front of a light. No, 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 no. It's C- CGI. It's a CGI <laughs> shot. It's a, it's a CGI uh, shot. Yeah, I doubt it. And this is everybody light, in the but... cinema where, and I'm, again, not exaggerating, as soon as I heard the word nemesis, I had a half-finished drink of, of uh, cola or whatever, and I squeezed <laughs> it so hard, the lid popped off, and all the contents <laughs> went all on the floor of the cinema. I was so angry. As <laughs> I think I'd already left by this point and I missed it completely. I was getting um, very excited about the is, is, is it worth me admitting at this point that um, I went, as I said, I went and saw this and I went and saw Spider Man. I actually enjoyed this more than Spider Man at the oh. time. Because I really didn't like Spider Man. I liked the sequel. Didn't like uh, the just, one. just a nod to Eric. Like, Eric this, maybe is he, this Jason he Isaacs in this scene? Yes, yeah, it is. It is. It is. Uh, here, maybe it's just uh, uh, yeah, twitching his own arm muscles. I think they talk about this yes, in the commentary. They do. He's able to do uh, that. So himself. I'm not the only one who listens to the commentary. No, no. I feel in like fact, we're in a nightclub now again. You know, we're back in that uh, German nightclub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just the music again. He so, does this like no, no. This is a perfect example. No, no uh, matte transition. So he just has a random fade to white. And not even from the character's perspective, as if they've been knocked out, it just randomly does. To be fair, I think that I think it's worthwhile here because we we have a big time jump as well, not just location jump. Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. But it's because he doesn't know how to transition. It becomes more clear when in later movies when he doesn't, and he does this in other movies that aren't the Resident Evil series as well. So the liquor's infected him with the nemesis parasite somehow. <laughs> it's genetically. It was in its claws, I guess. It's not a yeah, little body horror moment, though, the tentacles coming out of the wound. Yeah. I bet there's probably not a lot of people there that would have known that was Jason Isaacs. 
It wasn't no. well. It wasn't credited. So now, no, now we it was, mentioned it. Was it was a favour. A favour. So he's unofficially meant to be William Birkin, isn't he? Yes. yes. Yeah. And that, and then they, then they make Ian Glenn's character Doctor Isaacs as a little reference to. So he's another good actor. There's loads of good actors in this series. <laughs> Ian Glenn. There he is. Particularly yeah, the, a great. This is his eyes. You see, his, you see his eyes with the Doctor's mask. This is grat- gratuitous nudity. We do, we do, we've, we've had a nip slip. We do get a bit of a vag slip as well. <laughs> I was going to say a lot more um, yeah. gentlemanly than that, to Nick. Nick. But hey, <laughs> Ooh, twat shot. <laughs> How many times have you paused this bit, then, Nick? I was <laughs> <laughs> oh, sixteen, I think. Yeah, fifteen. Sixteen, 16. times. No. <laughs> the DVD's got a burn hole in it from the amount of times it's paused it. <laughs> if it was VHS, it would be all kind of... Right now, it would be all static The unfortunate thing was, at the time, this actually... This um, nudity of Miller actually made, like, tabloids, I seem to remember. Yeah. I wonder really? how many extra tickets it sold. Paul Anderson was like, oh, we'll just leave that in. <laughs> well, you, I'm going to put this out there because it's a huge thing. In the European... You know, European markets, nudity is not really a, a an issue. So if, if a film shot in Germany for, for a market that he's like, yeah, I can sell to the Europeans, they're not going to give a shit. Americans are much more. Uh... Just going back to that shot, I was like, well, that's definitely a Mr. X that walked past. <laughs> Rather than just a zombie. Well, it wasn't a zombie, it's definitely Mr. X, he looked far too humanoid. Oh, he's not got his hat on. <laughs> and this was a moment where I knew. Uh, bearing in mind, I'm still like literally wiping the cola off my trousers at this point. Um, this was the moment I knew they're making it a fucking movie franchise. <laughs> How could you not expect that? Because I, yeah. I was hoping I, it was going to do terrible. In fact, I was actually sure it was going to do terrible. Well, that's the thing. Even if it had done terrible, then it doesn't matter if they set up a movie franchise or not. It just wouldn't have got a sequel. Um, and that's the other thing about a lot of the video game films, which I could go into. But um, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, this did reasonably okay for its budget. By this point in the movie, not even the um, authentic newspaper pleased me. Well, the authentic (laughs) newspaper is another George Romero reference. It's uh, Day of of the Dead. I do like this. I do do think this ending is quite good. It's a pretty memorable ending. Downtown Toronto? Yeah, it is downtown Toronto. It was was an extra shoot. It wasn't part of the original ending. Oh, was it? Oh, well, there's an alternate ending where she uh, turns up to. Oh, uh, this is the second one. Yeah, there's no. There was an alternate ending plan for this. that was going to be slightly different, and then oh, they yeah, decided God, they this needed. This hospital to made me mad as well, because it wasn't authentic. Yeah. By this point, <laughs> I don't know why I was still looking for authenticity. I will add, because I knew it. It basically thrown that all away. But even yeah. just like you know, even I was actually sat here going, even the fucking hospital can't be right at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it has yeah, a good production value of this is pretty cool in Toronto it's a good ending tra- tra- it's the right bus it's the right or bus as well in Raccoon more victims dead it's yeah, literally yeah. the only proper reference yeah. isn't it to the from first the, game yeah from the censored uh, intro oh, there's a, oh, there a stars for some weird reason there's a stars logo on the front of the police car mm. there we go ladies and gentlemen well, I'm sorry, but it's it just as bad as I remember. It's a, <laughs> it a very good last shot. I do like that. That last. It's very, shot. Ex- 
That must have cost a lot of money to do that. Well, it's, it's CG augmented after a certain distance Looks, back. That's it's mini- it's miniature, isn't it? No, no, no. It's it looks uh, miniature. No, it's CG augmented. They, they, the shot in the foreground is all real. And then... So we've got about six minutes worth of credits. So what have we just watched, everybody? Um, Paul Anderson's uh, most successful film to that point, I believe. The <laughs> asylum version of Aliens. <laughs> yeah. A valid point. Um, uh, a zombie movie with very little zombies in it, actually, when you think about yes. it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I will say... It has bothered me a lot less this time than it did at the cinema, just simply because, um, y- you know, the series has been through its ups and downs in the last 15 years. So if I can sit through something like as awful as Vendetta or play something as awful as Umbrella Chronicle, uh, Umbrella Core, sorry, then that's actually not, not that fucking bad. I mean, in terms of it actually being a movie, Vendetta isn't that much better than that. And, and this is the thing I think you can say about this movie is that at the end of the day, as an actual production for a movie, avoiding the fact of the connection to the games, it's actually an okay uh, movie. It is a horror movie. It's middle of the road, but it's crafted fine. The writing would, is where it lets itself down most. I would enjoy it more as a guilty <laughs> pleasure if it was its own film and it wasn't a Resident Evil film. That's what well, we're doing. Can, can I just correct an earlier... Uh, Easter egg. I said it was uh, Paul Anderson's sister. It was Mr. Uh, Bolt's sister, whoever the uh, producer. Sorry. I noticed but... all the all these doctors at the start have all given colours. It says everything in the credits. Yes, yes. Yeah. See, medic and commando one and commando two for the uh, for the other people that get no background. They do get names in the they do get names in the book, if I remember correctly. Oh God. Of course, you have to because how else can you describe them? Oh, commando yeah. one walked down the hallway. Commando <laughs> two took point. The Am medic right? moved to the position. Was the book called Ground Zero or something? The original. It was originally. Was the Genesis, movie was supposed yeah. to be called this as well. It was originally it was there was two different titles: it was Resident Evil Genesis, and then Resident Evil Ground Zero. And then because of September 11, they had to take get rid of the Ground Zero, and then they decided just to call it Resident Evil. So that was the actual the movie title. Genesis. Yeah. But the the book's called Genesis. The script working script title said Resident Evil Genesis, and then it became Resident Evil really Ground Zero. I'm not sure there are any. Should we have a look? I vaguely remember the alternate ending had a storm in like an umbrella facility with a stupidly big gun. I, th- I can't meant- remember if that's the first one or this or the second no, one. No, it's, it's, it's it one. is the first. I'm sure it's the first one. How does she escape then? Because well, I don't think it's it shows. I think I think she literally goes in a building and some umbrella soldiers gonna... lock up and she and fires she gonna... this gun that was going to fire at lots of little mini rockets. Yes, I remember yeah. this too. Um. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was this one. It's mainly a German production, isn't it? Looking at the credits. Yeah, yeah it is. I was going to say the soundtrack is very um, of its time too. Um, I remember I got a, a publicity copy sent to me when I was running uh, New Blood of uh, the soundtrack from Roadrunner Records. It was very uh, early 2000s New Metal. Yes, yes, it was Slipknot, wasn't it, with with My Plague? Yes. That's the kind of lead single into it. Quite Moonlight uh, Sonata, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mozart, no. Right, well, so... I think there's a deluxe version that has the deleted scenes. There's the standard version, didn't hit it. Yeah, there's no, no deleted... Cover, cover, scoring cover with a different eye. Yeah. 
you saying my version isn't a, a unique version? Uh, there was two versions. There was a you've got what was the original release version, and then there was a uh, a. Uh, but my, my mine's an MVC paper, paper slip exclusive. Worth I, a huge I, amount. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the Blu-rays, and it has alternate ending with uh, director Paul Anderson's video introduction. And what happens? And a, ah. uh, I'll play it. Um, I will say, I mean, you know, if we do go on the full journey, um, outside of, outside <laughs> outside of a couple of those casting decisions, um, it it, it gets worse. You know, it, the bar doesn't start <laughs> off terribly high. We are correct. The uh, sorry, just to interrupt, the uh, Matrix uh, overcoats and the security scene. She's wearing uh, a very uh, the same coloured dress, so that it ties the two together. But she's wearing a black long coat and boots. The slicked back hair, and yeah, the uh, bit with the uh, gun. Oh, is that the <laughs> gun they used on the box art in certain countries or the poster? Yes, yeah. Yeah, I remember it now. And yeah. The last shot is her eye, and then her eye shutting, which is to full the character full circle. What well, I enjoyed the film. I think it's perfectly harmless, and um, there's a reason why I still own it on DVD, albeit I'm trying to sell it, but I still own it. When I've owned uh, Apocalypse and Extinction and have subsequently uh, exchanged them in, um, so it holds a it holds a, a special place in my heart. Not because of its quality, it's not bad. I I just think at the time I was palpably excited about this film, um, in the same way that I am now about seeing you know a new Star Wars film or uh, or something like something to that effect. It it, it was some there's some high praise. It, it was. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was, you know, I came out going, yeah, it's good, you know, but I didn't, you know, I'm, I'm not unaware of its uh, inherent failings. And I, I think for a lot, as, as I said throughout the commentary, I, I was so determined to link this in. Um, I think I even started a timeline, adding this in, trying to work out dates and God knows what. We probably, I know, I know. We probably oh. had a conversation back in the day, Nick. We probably. <laughs> I still feel bitter yeah. about it because I think it's a poor film made to look more successful than it was because of the brand name. And I think it robbed us of the opportunity of having a, a decent film based on the first game because the first game's got a good storyline for a, a you know a little B-movie horror film. I'd have liked to have seen George Romero's take on the, on the film. I'm not saying it would have worked. I'm not saying it would have been brilliant, but I think it would have been preferable to something that's just totally unrelated. I still, I still think because everyone goes, oh, why don't they just make the first film? I still think there'll be big, big problems with it. I mean, personally, I would have a lot of it set in Raccoon City at the beginning. Um, lots of scenes in the RPD with Irons, the Stars Office, Bravo team going off randomly at midnight. No one quite knows why, whatever. And then the yeah. Alpha team arriving at the mansion, which would be fine. So you'd have quite a lot of exposition, a lot of build-up. I just think, I think the first film would struggle when you start deviating away from traditional BOWs and you know a great white shark a giant plant oh. um and great snake would, would really you know would put off a lot of people I think well I don't I personally wouldn't have gone that far but this film's only got zombies and lickers in so you could have easily had dogs. zombies dogs tyrant hunter fairly yeah I, I think I, yeah yeah absolutely absolutely I, I would have limited it that I wouldn't have had as much as the the fan would want to see like the Neptune and the Plant Forty Two. It's, um, it's from like a logistical point of view as well. Like you know, putting a hunter in the movie would have been far easier than CGIing a liquor. Yeah. You know, you just have a guy in a fucking suit and just light it properly. I mean, you know, that's all the alien was. Yeah. 
and you know when you actually see the aliens in, in Aliens, as in the, you know the James Cameron sequel, when you actually see like the production photos and that, the suits look good, but the way he filmed them made them amazing. Yeah, you know it's just a lot of it is just more how you, as a director, frame and light your sets, and you know you could have made an intimidating looking hunter through the use of light and shadow and things like that, but instead they you, you know for a movie that didn't have a great budget. They go for a CGI liquor, which doesn't look great. Doesn't really doesn't look good now. I'm surprised how much that dated watching that mm-hmm. actually. But you, yeah, you, I, I, I take that point. Now. Your main asset for a Resident Evil movie should surely be the zombies. And like Rob, Rob's pointed out through the entire commentary, they're only used during plot device moments. They're not an antagonist as such. They're just there to derail the storyline as and when it needs to be. Well. Thank you all very much for listening to our first audio commentary. Let us know how you felt it was, whether it was informative, um, uh, whether you want to see more of them. Um, we could potentially, before embarking upon uh, more live action, we could in theory do audio commentaries for uh, the CGI films. Mm. I don't know. There could, there, there could be an interest in that. Let us know what you think, and uh, we will um, we'll, we'll aim to please. Uh, so uh, with that, it's goodbye for me, Neptune. Goodbye from me, Batman. Goodbye from me, Star's Tyrant. And goodbye from me, Rombie.